Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. It is Friday, the first day of September. Can Here you believe we are. it's September already? September. 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. And here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it is Labor Day weekend. Yep. Almost. And a lot of people are traveling. If you are one of them, most people are traveling by car this holiday weekend. More than a third of people are hopping in the car while 14% are flying. And only 3% are going by bus or train. But where are they going? Well, according to AAA, the top five domestic destinations for this weekend are Seattle, Orlando. It's nice and cool in Seattle. Beautiful time of year in Seattle right now. In September this is the sweet spot. Followed by Orlando, Anchorage, Alaska, New York City, and Las Vegas. Interesting. Uh, Seattle is also up there, too, largely because of the strong demand for Alaskan cruises, which is reinforced by Anchorage mm, being number yeah. three. So there could be a trend of people driving to Alaska or at least Seattle. But it's How long of a drive would that be? How, how many hours are you in Canada to get to Alaska? When I was uh, 19, me and some friends took a road trip and we went out to the Canadian Rockies by car. Mm-hmm. And I was coming home. So that's not as far as Alaska, but probably three quarters of the way. Yeah. And we did two and a half days coming home straight driving the whole time. Oh, my God. It's pretty good. Yeah. Through. Two and a half days? Mm-hmm. That's like 60 hours. It was a long time. Because <laughs> you got to go through the mountains and there's yeah. not like necessarily big, fast interstates the entire way. Oh, wow. It was a fun trip. I bet. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We made the drive from... Seattle to Vancouver, and that was only a couple of hours. So there's a lot of Canada to go through to get to to get to Alaska. Other travelers seem to want one last shot at hotter temperatures because Central Florida is also popular. Although some areas there are still recovering from Hurricane Idalia, but uh, those that that task force of uh, aid workers and uh, linemen that were mm-hmm. sent down there to help out uh, ended up just turning around and coming back because there wasn't nearly as much damage as they were expecting. Again, they got very lucky with the fact that that particular Big Bend area of Florida yeah. is more more sparsely populated than, say, Tampa St. Pete. The top international destinations are, here you go, Vancouver, followed by Rome, uh, London, Dublin, Paris. They say Canada is popular this time of year because of its cooler temperatures and stunning scenery. Mm. If you're traveling by car, gas prices are basically the same as last year. The national average for a gallon of regular unleaded expected to be around $3.80. Although, if you are driving to Alaska, gas there is way more expensive. But as usual, for holiday weekends, best time to travel by car and avoid traffic or early in the morning. So that would be before 11 a.m. 
You can expect the roads to be busy tonight until 9 p.m. as everyone is looking to get out of Dodge. So if you're willing to cut the weekend short, roads should be clear most of Sunday. There you go. But if you're waiting until Monday, the best times to drive are before 10 a.m. or after 7 p.m. You know, and I will continue to fight for the rest of my life that we should all get the Tuesday after Labor Day off as well. Because how do they expect you to celebrate Labor Day and then have to turn right around and come back to work on Tuesday? You can't go anywhere. You don't want to travel home on Labor Day. Well, let's talk about Labor Day. <laughs> this is a holiday that's been around for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, Poked around the internet for some fun Labor Day-related facts, stats, and just random silliness. Has it really been around hundreds of years? Well, the the origins of Labor Day can be traced back to 1882 when 10,000 workers assembled in New York City for a parade. Okay. And 12 years later, Congress made the first Monday in September a federal holiday. But... You know, we talk about, oh, I want this extra day. I want that extra day. I don't want to work. I want to work from home. I don't want to work 40 hours. The 40-hour work week, it didn't become an official thing until 1940. Wasn't it Gerald for the Ford guy from Ford Motor Company? That created the 40 hour oh, work. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford is a different is a president. He's a Ford president. Who's the president? Henry Ford? Henry I don't know. Yeah, it might have been Henry Ford. I think it was. Uh, The 40-hour work week became an official thing in 1940. But in the decades prior to 1940, it was actually quite common, mostly common for Americans to work 12-hour days. Oh, wow. So the idea of an eight-hour workday was like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) We have reached the promised land. 61% of Americans say they plan to grill at some point over this Labor Day weekend. According to most the most recent numbers, Americans consume 818 hot dogs every second from Memorial Day to Labor Day. 1818 hot dogs are consumed every second in this country. A lot of hot dogs. That's cool and gross at the same time. It is. But that hot dog scarf is about to cool off for the winter. You know, when we all start planning to eat healthier. With Halloween candy and Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, What else? What else? What else? How many Americans do we have working right now in this country? There are 167 million Americans between the ages of 16 and older who are currently in the labor force. And the unemployment rate is down to just 3.5%. Think about that. The rate was 9.5%. At the end of the Great Recession in July of 2009, and it was as high as 14.7% in April of 2020 during the early days of the pandemic. But you got several strikes happening in Hollywood right now, and according to the most recent data, 67% of Americans are supportive of labor unions. That's down a touch from 71% last year, which was the highest since 1965. I know the bus drivers in the Lakota School District are on strike this morning. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, the distinction is that they're not on strike. Their battle isn't with the Lakota School District. It's with Peterman, the uh, bus company mm-hmm. that Lakota, I guess, contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Peterman's a pretty big company. So is Lakota the only school district that they're I don't think contracted with? Or is this know. one particular union that's uh, that seems to be having 
the issues with security cameras, which seems to be the sticking point. They just don't Less want about the security money. cameras. Yeah, maybe they don't want them running all the time, which I find interesting because there's security Why cameras not? everywhere. Why I not? What I don't get it. I would think that if it were me and I had a ton of unruly children on a bus. Yeah, I want the security cameras. I want this so I could, yeah, <laughs> show it to the parents. Yeah, Look I don't know. Kid. Yeah, they might want them off <laughs> if they need to turn, you know, put that thing on park and beat someone's ass. Right, Stay and I think seat. that's it. Teamsters Local 100 President Bill Davis said the contract between Peterman and the Bus Drivers Union expired June 30th. And the new contract, uh, he said the union is pushing for more support in terms of technology and discipline. So, I mean, that may be it. Maybe, yeah, yeah Lakota requested Lakota requested additional accountability and safety measures in the contract, too. Though the district itself is not directly involved in the negotiations, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Well, I hope they get it worked out. Well, there you go. The drivers are safe. The kids are safe. All yep. of the things. Right. Uh, 17,000 kids affected. It's a lot. See, this is where you get, you get very spoiled very quickly when mom or dad are driving you to school. You think? Yeah, because you don't have to get up as early. True. Might have time for a drive through for a bacon, egg, and cheese or something. Yeah. Pick up a little Duncan on the way. <laughs> so, Mom, I was thinking maybe we just do this from now on. <laughs> I like it better. Yeah, we hit. So, our junior high school, some kid started a fire, and it on the bus. No, it was it was actually during summer break. I guess he broke into the building and he started a fire in one of the book cabinets in the science room. Okay. And the thing spread, and it rendered the junior high school, while the structure itself still stands today, it was an old pre-war building, but the inside was pretty much gutted. So, of course, I'm in junior high school at this point, so now we have to share the high school campus. But there's too many kids. The high school campus wasn't big enough, so we had to go on double sessions. Okay. So I forget the exact times, but the high school kids had went to school from like 6.50 in the oh morning. Oh, my God, that's insane. Until like 11.25. And so the school buses would be picking up. It would be doing their drop-off route. And while they're dropping off the high school kids, they were picking up junior high that kids. That had to be a nightmare for the parents. Well, it was a nightmare for kids because now it was like there's no seats on this bus. And instead of like two people side by side, we were cramming in three people together. And, you know, there's some big high school yeah. kids on there, especially the athletes. So when I think about like the safety issues back then that were oh, just gosh. largely ignored that right. would probably never happen today. Right. Was hilarious to me. But the drawback of that is that the junior high kids are now starting school at... I think it was like 12, 10, mm -hmm. and we didn't get out of there until 5 o'clock. So during the winter time, keep in mind, in the city of Boston, yeah. you're on the eastern edge of that eastern time zone, so it gets dark there first. So it, it was pitch black a good portion of the winter when we were coming home. Yeah. Which concerned a lot of parents, but what, what choice did we have? Right. It feels so late to be at school, 5 o'clock. Oh, it, right. just everything well, about it felt wrong. And the other thing that felt weird, too, is... At first, it was cool to be able to sleep in, but, you know, you'd have, like, nothing to do. It was just weird being off a schedule. Like, there is something to be said for routine, like getting mm -hmm. kids up and out of bed and getting them to do something instead of, 
Well, I don't have to be in school till 1210. Yeah. That's like watching <laughs> The Price is Right. Right. Yeah. But that's only special on sick days. I should probably get started on my homework for yeah. later. <laughs> uh, has anyone under 50 balanced a checkbook in the last 20 years? No. Probably. I would guess no. I still do. Do you, like, do you have a lot of checks you write out? No. I don't either. I mean, I maybe 10 a year. I feel like that's... <laughs> I, so I'm anal about the way that I budget things. And even though I, I do a, a lot of electronic payments, a lot of automatic payments, a lot of online bill pay, I have the banking app. Once or twice a month, I sit down on the desktop computer and I reconcile all the purchases or charges or withdrawals and deposits and make sure that my math matches what's happening and I try to keep track. And as long as my books are balanced, there's just something psychologically that makes me feel like everything is in order. So do you have an actual list written down or do you just go online and just do a double check make sure there's no weird ones on I, there? I go online, I do a double check and then I kind of transcribe it onto a blank check register that they provide for free at my branch. And so you do that, okay. And to me, and so, yeah, that's it's what I do. Because I log in, and I kind of do a double check, but I don't write anything down. Yeah. The little book, I know what you're talking about, the little book where you... Uh... Yeah, and, and it also helps me plan ahead <laughs> because I like to transfer money into savings, and I got to allocate money for this, and so it's part of my planning process, and... A thousand adults were asked about 15 skills kids learn in school and how valuable each one is once you're out in the real world. And how to write a check or balance a checkbook is still super important. Like to, to a lot of people, 92% of the respondents still think it's useful. Um, that made That was number five in the top five. Number four was how to type on a computer. So not just using your index fingers. Yeah. How to cook a basic meal. <laughs> See, these last two skills are I do not have at all. Uh, I never took home ec, but my mom was pretty good at teaching me how to how to cook the basics. Yeah. Starting with scrambled eggs. Grammar. Yeah, kids definitely are not using those rules when they're texting, though. No. And even though we all have spell check now, 95% of people still say that Knowing how to spell is useful. And a few more old school skills did surprisingly well. 88% think learning how to find a book in the library is important. So funny. I haven't set foot in a library in probably, I don't know, 25, 30 a long years. time. But the smell of a library immediately comes to me. Oh, yeah. You know, very the old books. Like, when, do you the, still, when you walk into a library, do they still have the card catalogs? They still... Yeah, and they they're still on the Dewey Decimal System. Some are, and then there's computers as well. Like so, instead of pulling out the little, the little drawer, yeah, you know, you can just go type it in, and it'll tell you where it's at. Eighty-three percent said sewing is too. I sewed a button on one of these shirts recently. Did you? Yeah. Way to go! Is it staying on? Yeah, it stayed on. Yeah, took, good. Took me about forty minutes to do it. Yeah, but you figured it <laughs> one out. One button, <laughs> <laughs> and you used a whole spool of thread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ain't going anywhere. 81% <laughs> think it's still good for kids to learn cursive. Yeah, I like cursive because I, I can write more. It's, faster. It, it's much faster. 
Now, I'm with these people. Uh, 26% of people think algebra is stupid and not important. <laughs> Only 70, 74% think algebra is important. I struggled with algebra. I had to retake it twice. I loved algebra. I think basic algebra is a skill you should know. But after that, it fades very quickly. Yeah. Don't think everyone needs to know calculus or trig. Geometry. Yeah, 71% said the same about memorizing all 50 state capitals. And 55% think the kids should still learn to climb a rope in gym class. I know. Yeah. We I had hated, to. It I was like hated part of a, a physical fitness requirement, I think. Yep. In order to pass gym, we had to do that. That one was always hard for me. Well, it was part of gym, but I think it was really about building character. <laughs> Just like square dancing. What the hell did that have to do I with anything? I don't know. You know it, I'll that tell you, it best. had to do with pairing up boys and girls so you could get comfortable together. It was, we that loved was, We had a square dancing assembly and mm -hmm. it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And if you got chosen to be the center square at the square dancing assembly, you were the bomb. Walked into that gym you and that the cart bomb. was there with the record player on it. Oh, it was like, God. Oh. We loved it's it. It's that week. Dosey Dowen <laughs> promenade my ass right out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we loved it. They didn't do that in Boston? No, no, they, no, yeah, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, that was a moment. Good stuff. Coming up, Google is saving you from having to ever go to another meeting. That in the world's longest mullet. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. wish you could be a part of our show like what if we called you up just to check in see how you're doing maybe give you free concert tickets and an amazing jersey and you need to sign up for the jeff and jen best friends club so we can be besties the truth is our listeners are the best part of the show couldn't do it without jeff and the jeff and jen best friends clubs have our way to show our appreciation so check out wkrq.com and sign up today we should be friends we'd love to have you tell us about yourself and what you love most about the show the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club. Oh, let's be besties! Can't believe we approved this. We did. I'm so excited! Find out more and sign up at WKRQ.com. Or not. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Bugs. good. Bugs. All right, so we have seen a lot of negative and cautionary news about artificial intelligence, AI. But I think I can get on board with this. <laughs> Google. I thought of you immediately when I saw the headline. Oh, this was tailor-made for me. Yes. Google just released a new AI tool that can go to work meetings for you. It's called Duet AI. Duet AI. They've been testing it for a while now, but just opened it up to everyone this week. 
course, before you get too excited, this is just for virtual meetings. So it's it's not like it's going to trick your boss into thinking you're there. They'll, they'll still know you're not. But a feature called Attend for Me. Attend for Me. Huh. It joins the meeting on your behalf, the virtual meeting on your behalf, delivers any important information you need people to know, and then it recaps the meeting later on. And if you ever decide to show up for a meeting again, there's also a take notes feature. This is the greatest thing ever. I mean, so you don't have really to really is, pay it's attention. It's un it's unfortunate that it's just Zoom meetings because, you know, we have so very first of all, we hardly ever have meetings to begin with. And Jeff has it in his contract that he is only required to attend meetings that are pivotal. Pivotal. Pivotal so. is the operative word. That's the legal term. <laughs> well, we have one scheduled for a couple weeks, we right? We have a pivotal meeting coming up in, I don't October? know, October, I think. But That's uh, what they tell me. I, I, have you ever been on a pivotal Zoom meeting? Probably. I can only Probably think during of COVID. One or two that yeah. we had to. What was that one? We had to join and we had to get an app for it, Team, or what, what oh, was yeah. that? Teams. Microsoft Teams. Yeah. I forget what that was about. Still know how to work that. <laughs> I had the hardest time getting on. Click here to join the meeting. Thank God for that button. Right. <laughs> God. Well, unfortunately, corporate will need to be on board for you to use this. It runs within Google Workspace, so you can't just plug in a Zoom and go back to bed. Uh, your company's going to have to subscribe and pay $30 a month per employee. Oh, wow. that ain't happening. Everyone in the conference room, we're only paying for one of these. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jim Gaffigan was on the hot wing eating show Hot Ones way back in 2016. How did this idea not happen then? Spicy Hot Pockets have arrived. And Spicy. Hot Ones partnered with them on it. Huh. Yeah, how does that sound? I'm not, I don't do spicy. Spicy's not my thing, so. Oh, no? No. Not even a little bit? Teeny, tiny, teeny, itsy, bitsy, teeny, tiny like bit. A little bit of heat. I like not spicy up front, but when it lingers... You yeah. can't taste anything else you eat after it. That's what I don't like. Yeah. I don't like the hot spicy in the belly. A tiny bit of spice in the mouth, but because isn't there a difference? Aren't there some things that are that are careful spicy in taste, but not hot and acidic in mm -hmm. your system? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't want any rim stingers later. N correct. <laughs> that was delicate. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> but I knew what it meant. I'm here for you. Thanks for expanding my vocabulary. They've today. done spicy before, <laughs> like spicy pepperoni hot pockets and yeah. spicy chicken jalapeno. But never this level of spice. No. There are four types, and each features a different hot sauce from the show. So you got spicy garlic, chicken, and bacon, which is the mildest, only a two out of ten on the heat scale. That sounds good. Okay. Two is good. Yeah, that does sound good. Uh, two others are a five out of ten. That would be the smoky green chili cheesesteak and hot habanero sausage and pepperoni. And three of those are hitting grocery stores nationwide this month. But the last one is supposedly too hot for stores. The fiery hot pepperoni version has a sauce called The Last Dab that's a 10 out of 10. That's got Carolina Reapers and an even hotter type of pepper called Pepper X. On the show, that's the last sauce that people eat. 
That's the hottest. I'll stick to those first two. Those are the yeah. ones that sounded good to me. Yeah. Yeah, you can only get the fiery hot version through the delivery app GoPuff. And sadly, they're not widely available yet. Hot Pockets! <laughs> I have not had a Hot Pocket forever. But will be I soon. used to live on those. I used to make them every morning at work. Oh, yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. I was a fan. They were great. Yeah, we did yeah. have some insane vending machines there. Yeah. Um, the ones that we got here, I mean, rival them pretty good. But, you know, you could get like... Um, what were those? Like chicken. Like you could cook meals in those things. Mm -hmm. Like ready-made meals. Yeah. And they were good. They, were, they weren't they were half bad. Fries, it made French crinkle fries. cut French fries. It had pizza in there. It had grilled cheese sandwiches. And they didn't suck. No. You would hit the button and then you would hear it go. Rrr, rrr, and then it would cook it. And then it would come out. It was great hangover food when we had to do those Saturday and Sunday morning shifts at 10. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I spent so much, half my paycheck on those vending machines. <laughs> and when they worked, they were great. Yes. But they broke down a lot. They did. As I recall. Do they? I wonder if the, the surely they still have those kinds of vending machines. Oh yeah, yeah. they I have to. They have to. Yeah, I haven't seen one since that one. I don't think. Not sure what to say about this guy, other than it's just glorious. A 58-year-old woman in Knoxville, Tennessee, named Tammy Manis, is now an official world record holder for longest mullet. It's down her ankles. Yeah. Measures an impressive five feet, eight inches. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, they measure it while it's wet. Did you know that? No. Well, yeah, I would think they would have to because, you know, curls will kink it up and make it look shorter. Yeah, it it could actually be longer now, but that's that's just what they measured it when she entered the USA Mullet Championships Femullet Division last wow. year. And she somehow placed second in that. That's just got to be hard to wash and brush. I mean, I know it's technically a mullet, but the fact that it's to her ankles seems like it's not a mullet. You could grow a good mullet oh, with I, your yeah. curls. I, yeah. no, I had some hockey hair. I had some good flow. I like yeah. did a little dual exhaust coming out the back. Nice. Maybe that could be your fall winter do. Yeah. It's just the time. <laughs> Guinness didn't have an official record for longest mullet, but added it soon after. And uh, Tammy applied when she heard, but didn't know she owned the record until she got the official certificate in the mail recently. So if you want to steal the record from her, it's going to take some real dedication. She's been growing it out over the past 33 years. Oh, wow. She started her mullet in the mid-1980s. And then, for whatever reason, decided to cut it in 1989 and said she immediately regretted the decision. Wow. So she started growing it out again the next year and never looked back. She considers February 9th, 1990 to be her mullet's birthday. Wow. <laughs> now, truth be told, she keeps it braided most of the time so it doesn't get snagged and stuff. But, she, you know, she rides motorcycles and... Yeah, to, that is, has to be hard when it's that long just to keep it out of stuff. Well, she's got to tuck it into the front of her pants so it doesn't yeah. get caught in the wheels. Growing the longest mullet never really started out as anything other than it was the 80s and everybody had a rat tail and I started growing mine and over the years it's just kept growing so I've kept it. And I'm actually in the 2024 edition of the Guinness World Records for the world's longest mullet. And that is pretty amazing. That's Tammy Manis.
Knoxville, Tennessee, coming in at 5 feet 8 inches. By the way, the record for men is a little more attainable, by the way, but it's kind of pathetic in comparison. There's a guy here in Ohio who had a mullet that measured 3 feet 3 inches long. Hmm. That is long. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound kind of long. Anyway. Yeah, Fritz is on vacation all this week, or, well, all next week, I guess. She left, what, today, today. or yesterday? So she's off today. She's off all next week. Yep. Going somewhere tropical. And then she's back a week from Monday. Yeah, a few things to look forward to in September. The NFL season kicks off next Thursday. Uh, in theaters, The Equalizer 3 is out today. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 comes out September 8th. I, I don't think I saw two. Same. Yeah. First one, that was fun. The Expendables 4 hits theaters September 22nd. I don't recall Expendables 1, 2, or 3. Need to get out more. Yeah, Expendables, that that's a... You would... Uh, it's good. Is that an action movie? It's a... It's um, a cart... Not cartoon. Spies? Oh, cartoon. It's I a think so. No, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking The Incredibles. Gotcha. I got it mixed up. And the uh, first day of fall will begin on September 23rd. So if you want to get specific, the autumn equinox occurs at 2.50 a.m. Eastern that day. Uh, a ton of TV shows are back, including Name That Tune, I Can See Your Voice. The Masked Singer on Fox will be back on. The Voice on NBC. Survivor Amazing Race on CBS. Yeah, same shows have been on for decades, it feels like. Some of these. Uh, that's also the premiere of American Horror Story Delicate Part 1 on FX. That's the one with Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's right. She's on this season. Right. And then new seasons of Sex Education and Love is Blind are back on Netflix. And the latest Walking Dead spinoff, The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon hits AMC on September 10th. And uh, Tim is gearing up for September 7th, Beer Lover's Day. Yeah. Just went to the launch party yesterday at uh, Mad Tree. They got an IPA that they're going to have in a can available year-round, which is something new for them for their beers. Pretty tasty. Had a couple last night with some pizza. It is called um, Seeing Colors. Seeing Colors. Hmm. I don't know. My beer tastes go ebb and flow. I think I'm going into an IPA phase. Yeah. Got to put on that winter weight. Got to make it. <laughs> Got to make it. <laughs> Got to still warm. march in a cave hibernating. <laughs> yeah. You've always kind of preferred IPAs, no? I like them, but I, I've not drank them for the last couple summers. Yeah. I don't know. I've been in a lighter mood, but I do like them. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.